And so I wanted to take a moment today on the podcast to talk about international events and give you a little what you need to know before you jump in and host your own event overseas. It can be so exciting, the thought of hosting an event overseas, especially if it's a bucket list location for ourselves. And I I would encourage everyone to host events in locations here in the U.S. and also internationally where you've always wanted to go. Because why not, right? Why not build a little time on the front of the back end to enjoy a place that you've always wanted to go and use hosting an event for your community as the excuse to check that item off your list. How are entrepreneurs like us daring bravely to build a stage, ditch the sweatpants, and step up to the mic? How do we create our own transformative events so we can get our message out into the world in a bigger way that's not only profitable, but it's actually something we can be proud of? That's the question. And the answers are inside this podcast. My name is Sarah Pfeiffer. Welcome to Green Room Central. All right, straight talk, y'all. I went overseas for two weeks to help a client produce an event in Athens and then do a site visit in Istanbul for next year's event. And I came home with some really stunning wooden spoons from Greece. Uh, They're olive wood and uh, a Turkish cotton uh, tablecloth for fancy occasions and also COVID. It's the first time I've had it in two and a half years of the pandemic, and it kicked my butt. I was definitely in bed, not getting out for five days, and thought the world was ending. Well, not really, but it was it was tough, y'all. Fever and chills and a cough, and but I am feeling so much better now. (laughs) Even though I don't sound like it, I feel like a million bucks compared to where I was a couple weeks ago. And so I wanted to take a moment today on the podcast to talk about international events and give you a little what you need to know before you jump in and host your own event overseas. It can be so exciting the thought of hosting an event overseas, especially if it's a bucket list location for ourselves. And I I would encourage everyone to host events in locations here in the U.S. and also internationally where you've always wanted to go. Because why not, right? Why not build a little time on the front of the back end to enjoy a place that you've always wanted to go and use hosting an event for your community as the excuse to check that item off your list. So I want to talk about five different things today that I think will make your life infinitely easier when you're planning an international event. And this may, some of this stuff may be stuff that you just like, you know how to do. And uh, some of it, I hope, is stuff that you're like, gosh, that's awesome. (laughs) I'm glad I know that. And I feel so much more confident about doing the thing now that I know. So first thing I want to talk about is 
hiring a translator and a guide. So for this particular event, we were going between a couple different cities in Greece, one of which was rural. Uh, We're using lots of different drivers, eating at lots of different restaurants, staying at uh, a couple different hotels. There's a lot of moving around. And having a translator, someone who could speak the local language with us for most of the trip was so extremely valuable. In order to be able to explain perhaps, uh, for example, dietary concerns. Like for me, I have a tree nut allergy that's very severe. So being able to have someone there to explain that to the restaurant and make sure that I'm selecting something that's safe for me to eat uh, was like really good peace of mind. But also when it comes to our guests and their dietary needs when it comes to uh, our schedule needs like overseas in uh, Athens it's common to have very long drawn-out meals but obviously here in the U.S. we're not accustomed to that and we like fast service being able to have someone with you who can explain that is really helpful having I just I cannot underscore enough how paying somebody to be with you for your entire event that knows the local language will help you so, so, so much. So uh, I, I would say invest in that. And I think you're probably looking at maybe a two, $300 a day to do that. And I think that's worth, worth it from a budget standpoint. The other thing is a guide. So I highly recommend hiring a local to guide you through any places that you're going that need a little interpretation, whether it's a walk in the local woods or going through a historical building or just walking around town. Having someone with you that is a trained guide is so awesome because not only do they know the history of the place that you're in, but they also know where the best coffee shop is along the way, where it might be faster if we just hopped on the train versus waiting for our car to pick us up and take us to the next stop or like where the fastest route is to get from point A to point B. Like this is just what they do all day, every day is walk around their favorite city and share it with people. And when you can invest in having someone like that with you, it will dramatically enhance the trip. And you can always either go and meet the guide in advance on a site visit, or you can have a Zoom call with them in advance to just make sure it's a good fit. I highly recommend it. And you're probably looking in the range of like three to $500 a day to have someone with you that's a a trained guide. I think it's super worth it, especially for days when you're kind of out and about adventuring. 
So that's translators and guides. The cool thing is a guide can double as your translator for the day because they not only will speak your language, but the local language as well. The second thing that I would say is invaluable is hiring local support. So we talked about hiring a translator and hiring a guide. Well, how do you how do you find them? So in the event space, there are companies called destination management companies in most major cities around the world. Just Google the name of the city you're going to and destination management company. And these, they're called DMCs for short. And these companies are your connectors to a local guide, to a translator, to, let's say you want flowers, to a florist. Let's say you want a car service. Let's say you want uh, restaurant reservations or help making your whole arranging your hotel contracts or help buying umbrellas for all of your guests because it's going to rain and no one's prepared all anything that you can possibly think of like for example for me I needed to get my laundry done because it was a long trip a couple weeks and I wasn't I didn't bring clothes for the whole time so I could carry on and uh, was able to have them send me a map of how to get to a local laundromat. So having a destination management company help you is a really savvy move because it is your connection to the local uh, economy and all of the things that you would want to access there. And so I highly recommend hiring somebody. And the price for that really varies based on what you'll have them arrange for you. I would say to budget that perhaps whatever you're going to spend with them, they would charge maybe about 10 to 20% of that as their fee to help you, uh, to help you arrange things like, again, transportation, hotel, flowers, restaurants, guides, all the things. So that's hiring local support, and Google is your best friend there to find one in the area that you're going to. And I recommend interviewing two to three if you can. The next thing I want to talk about is tools. And I would say that most of us don't have cell phones that can just make an international call. And so putting the Skype app on your phone while you're in the U.S. planning for your event makes it so easy to be able to call local numbers around the world and be able to talk to uh, the hotel, be able to call a restaurant. And what I would recommend you do is start with perhaps a a hotel that is higher ed and call their concierge and they'll be able to connect you with perhaps like a a local DMC and give you recommendations there. And I think that's a great start. But 
sometimes it just takes making a phone call. In that case, I like to recommend Skype because that's just easy. The other thing I recommend is WhatsApp. So WhatsApp is an app you can put on your phone and then you can select your country code and enter in the phone number of someone in the foreign country and be able to text back and forth and call back and forth. And that was so valuable, especially once we were on the ground, because then we could have our guides and our drivers and our destination management company contacts all right in our phone to be able to message back and forth. So I highly recommend using Skype and WhatsApp for tools. Fourth thing I wanted to talk about is communication. I think that communication is key in any event, but if you are traveling overseas, I want you to really pay close attention to your your communication before, during, and after the event to really ensure that everyone's so crystal clear on what the plan is. When are they getting picked up from the airport? By who? Uh, How will they know it's the right person? Where's the hotel? What's their emergency contact information? When's breakfast? Where is it? Stuff like that. And you can be communicating via WhatsApp with a a group to your whole, uh, all of your event guests. You can uh, create uh, emails. I highly recommend that. Just really detailed in advance of the event with, all of the information that they would need not only for themselves so they can get ready for the event but to leave with their their loved ones in case they need to be contacted during the trip but things like communicating reminders to them about talking to their phone provider or their bank uh, card providers they're ensuring their passport is not expiring within the six months of traveling, talking about the weather and how to dress. It's a big deal to pack to go overseas. So <clears throat> the more information that you can provide along those lines, the better. So just definitely plan some time and assign a team member to be in charge of that for your guests. Then the last thing I would want to talk about with you is schedule. So I think if you're traveling, so for example, we were 10 hours off of my home time zone, that's a big jump. And giving your guests an acclimation day, it's like not doing anything the day they arrive and perhaps maybe not even doing anything until dinner the following day to give them a full 24 hours to acclimate to the time zone and get their body able to to be on you know a regular kind of nine to five uh, meeting schedule that's really helpful so plan for that in your schedule and then also plan for time to experience the local culture and if that's not part of your agenda make sure you're clear and setting expectations up front and then maybe leaving extra time on the front or the and the back end of the trip for guests to go out and explore on their own
because just like you, they probably have always had it on their hearts to, to travel and perhaps see this place. And so it's nice if you can leave time in the schedule to do that. And even better if you can add an adventure day into the agenda or some half days to be able to experience that local culture and see things that they wouldn't have seen on their own. I think that's fabulous, but definitely want to underline that acclimation day and making sure that you work that into your agenda if the time zone shift is significant for people. And if you're, you're entertaining a mix of of folks from all over the world, then you might just recommend that to them that they fly in on, uh, you know, and have at least 24 hours to acclimate um, instead of building it into your own agenda. All right. Thanks for hanging out with me today and enduring this voice that's a little crazy given uh, the recovery time period from COVID. And uh, anywho. It's made me grateful for uh, all the freedoms that I have after being in isolation for so long. I, I'm so grateful to have uh, to be out and to be on the mend and uh, to be able to hug my loved ones again. It's a good thing. All right, take care. Make it an outstanding rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the Green Room Central podcast. If you love this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and post it to Instagram. And be sure to tag at Sarah Faefer and let me know why you liked it and what you'd like to hear or who you'd like to hear from in the future. That'll help me know what to create for you. Also, if it's on your heart to host your first or next event in 2022 or 2023 and you need a jumpstart, let's connect for a strategy session. Just go to greenroomcentral.com in a two-hour intensive private session I can help you pivot, scale, or start your event vision from scratch. Together, we will build an actionable plan so that you feel confident and clear on your next steps. Go to greenroomcentral.com right now to sign up. This podcast is built on Kajabi. I loved how easy it was to get things set up, but more so, I'm thrilled that my entire business is run within one platform. From emails, to pages, to courses, and my podcast too, it's all under one roof. If you love simplicity and scalability as much as I do, then go to greenroomcentral.com to get a free 14-day trial from Kajabi. I appreciate your commitment to leveling up and learning the mindset and strategy of live events. Keep going. Keep learning. If you want more, head over to greenroomcentral.com for show notes and all the links from today's episode.